I don't know. Did, Welcome to Doctor Who Rewind Confidential, a show after the show that we're going to be doing. Oh my God, two people's me. very, very difficult, isn't it? Oh my God. Sorry. Did you say starring? Yeah. <laughs> so is that what we say? No. Oh, what do we say? I say where I, Tyrese, and my friend Katie. Starring me, Katie, and my yeah. friend Tyrese. Oh my God. Where we talk about Doctor Who and all of the other parts of Doctor Who as well but we don't actually talk about those that's just a lie we just lie to you every single week what do you think of the episode <laughs> we're not talking about one <laughs> something something changed in my brain I just want to go piss there man I was going to say what did you do did you drink it did you drink your own piss again did you drink your own piss again did you, you know it's not double points with the vitamins when you do that right did you drink your piss again no Katie look at me Look at look at me in the eyes. Did you did you drink, did you drink your piss again? This is why everyone thinks I have a piss fetish, Tyrese. <laughs> it's true. Everyone this why, does. This is why I'm never going to be able to get rid of this. You're a furry with a piss fetish. Welcome to Doctor Who Rewind <laughs> Confidential. It's like a show after the show before the next show sort of thing that we're doing. But worse. Yeah, at the end of each season, where we go and we do a little a little seasonal ranking, we're going to ask ourselves where the fuck go and all of these other things. Katie, would you like to do our episode rankings first? How do you want to do this? Ooh, I don't know. Does this feel like a starting note or an ending note? As Matt I feel like Mercer it could be say? either. I feel, ah, oh, maybe maybe we'll save it for the end, yeah. Like the big the big finish. The bit, hey, I see what you did there. Not only was it an audio drama joke, it was a cum joke too, and that is why we you are friends. Me. You know me. There's two things I love: it's audio dramas and. Cum. Please don't. <laughs> I'm gonna avoid uh, strange on the internet being able to clip you saying that. This is. This is why, this is in practice, why I will never escape anything. Because I am a disaster and because I think you that almost. funny is funny. So, Ooh, you, were... you don't want to let me see your rankings on the back there. Yeah, I don't. No. Whoops. I didn't realise that. <laughs> I should have kept a page. Here's the thing, right? I have the filming blocks here because we didn't talk about it. We didn't talk about it at the beginning of the season. And I wanted to touch on it because you said Eccleston was quitting after Unquiet Dead. Apparently, yes, that was when it was... It was um, I think it was confirmed to the cast. Then. You were very close on that. Oh, I know, that I know where you've gone wrong here, and it's Unquiet Dead is episode three. Yes. After filming three episodes, Eccleston oh. was out. Okay. The first block of filming was Rose, Aliens of London, and World War Three. So presumably after right. or during the See, filming I of World War Three, read that somewhere. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, I guess that. What was the start of the next filming block, though? Uh, end of the world. Oh, okay, right, yeah, but never mind. I had this thought when I was looking this up earlier. This is a 13 season. A 13 season? 13, 13 episode season. season. Imagine after three of them, you have to do another 10, and you've already done what is what Eccleston is quoted as saying, irreparable damage to like that relationship between producer, um, you know, producer, co-producer, and showrunner. That was damaged so much beyond repair by three episodes. Yeah. <laughs> He still had to... So, they shoot Rose, Aliens of London, World War Three with Keith Bork and Russell T. Davies. Phil Collinson produces the whole season. That's fine. They then go on to shoot in this order 10 episodes where Eccleston knew his relationship with the cast is just... It's yeah. done. It's out the window. So, they shoot in this order. The End of the World, mm-hmm. The Unquiet Dead, Dalek, yes. Father's Day... The Long Game, The Empty Child and Dr. Dancers, Boomtown, Bad Wolf, and Parting of the Ways. 
yes. all of those knowing this is the only time I am ever doing this. That's fucking crazy to me. And then I think it was the April of 2005. I think, I'll double check that later on, is the press release where... Um, oh, where the news was Yeah, was uh, during a, a press conference thing where, where the news was broken that David Tennant would be... Reprising. Reprising? <laughs> no. The, way, the reason I said that is because he was... He's currently reprising. No, he, well, yeah. He was offered the role um, after Casanova, like immediately. Like mm. they were like, hey, he is a rough cut of what we're doing with Doctor Who. Because I'm, I'm assuming that just him and Russell T. Davies were just in contact from that. Yeah, yeah. And do you want this role? I don't... I, don't, I, I genuinely couldn't find anything. But I mean, I wasn't specifically looking for that. On whether Tennant even had to audition... Like, do you? I, I don't imagine he would have had to. If he was offered it, I assume that he wouldn't have had to audition, but he probably yeah. would have had to like screen test or something. With 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 Billy Piper, yeah, like chemis- yeah, yeah, chemistry. I imagine, um, I imagine so. What, what do they call it? Like chemistry. No, it is something. a screen test. Yeah, what, what you're saying. Is it? Yeah, but this, I'm sure there's a specific thing. It's like chemistry something. Chemistry test. I do not know. Do you know where you would place your fuck? So if no one knows what we're doing here, <laughs> uh, movies. Uh, 12 A's, I think it is. They're allowed yes, to say... Yes, 12 A, PG-13, anything around that range. They're allowed to use one instance of the word fuck. Yeah, no, no, one, no consequence. Well, fuck, motherfucker, fucking... Just a fuck Yeah, somewhere, like, you, you know, can, you can drop one F-bomb in your movie and have, like, no consequence for it. And this is, I mean, it's a little more lighthearted than most <laughs> 12 A's and stuff, but we're going to ask ourselves where the fuck go. I'm going to propose a few rules to this. Okay. One, the person who says the fuck has to have been in the TARDIS, otherwise we could do this all day. We could be like, the girl says fuck, and that's hilarious. Um, so, <laughs> so I want to make sure that, right. that it's someone, at least someone connected to Team TARDIS in some way. Okay. I don't mind if it's like Rose's immediate family. If you want Pete if Tyler I, yeah, if I want to get hit to by it. Oh, if you want <laughs> Pete <laughs> Tyler get fuck, and the car hits him, and that's it. If you want that to happen, that's I'm, allowed. I'm more than happy. Uh, I also think that I was gonna. I was toying around with the idea of doing three fucks. Okay. Uh, a serious fuck, a silly fuck, and a pointless fuck. <laughs> and so you get one. You get. You can put in what your silly fuck would be. Your what did I say? Silly. Silly. Silly serious, serious and pointless. Yeah. Which is the one that just holds no. Holds nothing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You're just um, looking at the episodes now to see where you would put it. I am. Yeah. Because I feel like. The thing is, I feel like there is like a lot of, you know, yeah, a lot of potential. In fact, no, if we're going to do three fucks, uh, anyone can say the fuck. If we're going to do three. Okay, again. anyone's allowed to. Yeah. I didn't prepare this, actually. Oh, I didn't. I just want to brainstorm a little bit. I think, personally, you know, when the rocket is going to come down and, and the Slitheen goes to say bollocks. Oh, they should say fuck instead. They should instead. say fuck. Okay. Just, oh, fuck. And then that'd be my, that, I think that's my silly fuck. Yeah. My serious fuck might be when the doctor sees super rose for the first time and realizes like oh god he just goes fuck he's like fuck i think it would be really funny if um in the parting of the ways called open when they're like you are live on channel 44000 please do not swear i think it would be the really doctor funny just goes, to go fuck fuck yeah or no, i like that if, one you know they do like an intentional cut where he goes like fuck and then we get the ooh you know the, the fucking there's a there's that a little would be bit, funny, but I don't know. I don't know how much of Sherlock you watch. There's a bit that's a bit like that, where Sherlock goes to say, "Fuck off," mm. and he goes, F- and then it cuts to Martin Freeman. He's a doctor. He's got hold of someone's balls, and he goes, "Cough," but it, the cut makes it go, they, "Cough," and you're like, "Ah." Ha, ha, they ha, ha, do ha. it. I'm pretty sure they do it twice here, but there is one in New Earth 
Yes. When yes, when yeah. Cassandra's like that little bit, and then Rose goes, "Bit rich coming from you." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cockney rhyming slang, right? I shall proceed up the apples and pears. Um, <laughs> I think one would be funny in the long game. Yeah, I'm trying to think of where one would go in that. Um, you I'd... go, and then Adam's mum just goes, "Fuck." <laughs> that would be a pointless fuck. That would, yeah, that would. That be could a be a silly fuck. or a pointless fuck. Yeah. I also think that Jackie deserves to say one. Oh. Like, not I want her to. She deserves oh. to. No, 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 no. That would be my pointless fuck. Is she's in the dressing gown and she goes, fuck? And she poses it as a question. It's not, an, it's not like an exclamation. See, I think... And the, doctor, and the doctor goes, no. See, I agree with you, but I would change it slightly. I think... Because at the end of that little interlude, right? At the end of that the doctor whole thing, sees Jackie in the dressing gown when, and he's like, fuck. When he goes, no. And then leaves um jackie makes like a little face at him where she's, she's like, like i don't know how to describe it for the you know for the like audio medium but she kind of makes like a bit like it like she's been let down a little yeah, bit yeah it looks like she would be saying oh piss off then you know like that kind of a little bit chewy yeah a bit like mm, all right. but i think that that should be like her little mm, fuck off then. <laughs> little little one of them maybe Oh, she, like she doesn't say it but she mouths it and like flips two fingers she's like she she jackie's a two finger the way no. that the you're gonna say Jackie's a two finger girl. Yeah. Um, no, Jackie likes to, you know, do the like two fingers up and the little like. Oh, I think that's like that translates well in audio. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um. Let's see. Oh, maybe when maybe when Clive sees the Orton gun, he's like, "Fuck." Oh fuck! I was right. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, he's... The, it's the one time you don't want to be correct. More bummed about it. Yeah. What characters do you think deserve a fuck? I think Mickey should get one. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I think Blantel Foch should get one. May- oh, yeah, actually. I think that she should. In this, as a sleeve, she's like, I think, I think Gwyneth should get one. Gwyneth? Yeah. Okay. No, actually, I think she would die. I think the saying the word fuck would kill her, actually. Yeah, yeah, she'd turn. She's like up in a puff of smoke. Yeah. Uh, the end of the world. Who do you think? Like, I think the blue dude who who's on the kill floor and he doesn't know how to press the button on his keyboard very well. Oh, the, he's like, fuck, the fuck, fuck. And then it's just that, that's it. The, the, the sun I feel, wall no, comes I down. I think he should get the, the Samuel L. Jackson in Infinity War. The mother, mother fuck. fuck. And yeah. then, yeah. I think that he should get that personally. Would, do you, you, would you want a Dalek to say fuck? For pure comedy reasons, yes, but like actually no. How many times do you think Nicholas Briggs into the Dalek mic has said "fuck" or "piss" or just a bad word? To be I like, would oh, imagine if a Dalek said. C-t. I would love to hear those, like you know, obviously like the un- uncut, like unedited yeah. Dalek, like the 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 raw feed from his microphone or whatever. Yeah. Because I also I, what I would do, what I think would be funny if I was him, is I'd be like your mum, but in a Dalek. Uh, as a Dalek, da- in a Dalek voice. Yeah, I think that'd be funny. Oh my god, uh, do you know what would be super fun? If I could, and I would love to do this, I don't know what I would need to set this up. Set your mic up to do a Dalek sound voice. Yeah. And set mine up to do a Cyberman Cyber voice. One, and we'll just do the little sass off from the end of uh, Army of Ghosts and Doomsday. Yeah. And we just, it's like a, it's almost like a roast battle. <laughs> but it's just, it's just those two. And we have a, like a little, because when Cybermen talk, their mouths light up blue. Or yeah. the Canary Wall Cybermen, which I love um, yes. design wise. With those ones, you can have like on screen. <laughs> we can do that, and then a Dalek obviously does does a Dalek too. But I can't think of any definitive places. I just think it's a fun discussion to be like, who would you have said? Uh, yes. Fuck. I don't have any like three listed that I'm like these are my three definitive fucks. No, me neither. 
it's a very fuck heavy episode this isn't it yeah For i think this up. this is this is the one where you know if you are listening to this episode just chill just sit back just have a drink You'll need one. Just chill. You'll need one to hear two people talk about fuck this much. Yeah, this is like a this is like a special release. It's a lot well. of fuck happening. You have waited. You've waited a painstaking week. Yeah. For your Doctor Who rewind. It's so funny because I know that we're not gonna do rankings to the end of this, but I know that both of us at thirteen have the long game. So <laughs> you're gonna tell me that you don't. If you don't have the long game at thirteen, we are not recording we'll this ever again. We'll see. Won't we have just we? recorded the we'll first episode see, of season two that comes we? out. Scrapped. Lost media. Oh, it's, yeah. Gone. It's very on trend for Doctor <laughs> We send the tip somewhere else, and then in like forty years, someone animates it. So I've got a good amount of information here for you. Are we info dump? So this is going to be very like I'm gonna I'm gonna say a lot. Okay. Uh, which is very out of character for me. <laughs> so Eccleston left the show after a season yes he did how do you feel about that whole thing just him being gone in general ignoring the fact that right now he is back Go. yeah well okay so from a from a doctor who fan perspective it is you know like i w- i mean i wouldn't go as far as saying it was upsetting like i don't cry about it or anything but it's a bit like oh i wish this guy had stuck around however from a i accept that this is a television show and it's not real um and what? people yeah crazy isn't it I have to make a few calls <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I, your, I, your phone fucking vibrated like perfectly timed out. yeah I <laughs> yeah I can make a few calls my phone vibrates <laughs> I, I I like mechanically how it works how it's essentially all of the tropes of Doctor Who past present future aliens and regeneration are all in one all season. in one it's season. like a it's like a little lesson in the show when yeah it it's, it's like baby's first Doctor Who right like yeah and it's sort of where that the season works beginning middle and end is like this is the show at large this is what mm-hmm. you are to expect um well equally though I feel like you know if you are not having a good time doing something if something isn't working and you can just stop doing it just stop doing it well didn't th- they work together on the second coming right was that what RTD and yeah Eccleston was that them both or I've... was that just was that just Eccleston? Oh, I'll check because do a quick little check. Yeah, um, might have just been one of them. I could just be an idiot. Oh wait, no, it. this is just Christopher Eccleston. One sec. Um, I've heard it's I've heard it's good. I've seen that was ITV, not BBC though, so maybe it. it was just one of them. Yeah, but he's done stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, written written and created by RTD. Oh, so it was both of them. Yep. Same with the the woman from Midnight is also in this. I wonder what was different because so like to maybe it was just the bbc of it all if you said that was on yeah. itv because i think that like to understand this we still do not know what happened no we still you know almost 20 years on we don't know what was said we don't know what arguments were had we don't know whether it was just a general you know it, you know when something just generally doesn't work this job's not for you it, i don't know whether it was that or whatever yeah we still don't know specifically what was said the conversations that were had the arguments that may or may not have happened we have no idea that's all that can you know up in the air i don't think it's i also don't think it's anyone's business as much as like the curious part of my brain is like oh, i would love to know this that's just the bit that yeah. kind of is like hungry for information but th- it doesn't change my life at large those things by and large are private to the people involved that being rusty davies julie gardner and, and phil collinson yeah exactly um producer co-producer and, and, and the showrunner so relatively quiet on this for 13 years Yes. Well, uh, Eccleston or just in general? Eccleston. Yeah. Uh, there was a big... that I, I'm not I'm not going to get into this too much. 
um, falsified statement by the BBC. Oh. Yeah. So the BBC Ooh. announced him leaving. Right. Did not tell Eccleston they were doing this. So people were calling him and Ooh. he saw it in the papers and in the yeah. news that, that Eccleston is not returning to Doctor Who and all this, which he knew he wasn't doing. Well, yeah. But the reasons like... that the BBC were giving, I don't know if they actually specifically gave a reason, um, but what they essentially because they got to break the news first it didn't reflect oh, well on it's him their, it's their narrative in it and and yeah and so the bbc who control mostly fucking everything uk broadcasting <laughs> it's in the fucking name um blacklisted him uh and his agent and a few other people had said to him if you want to continue working the uk is not an option yeah until it's it's a problem with the higher-ups at the bbc it's part of it i think the the word that i found is regime uh and <laughs> exactly uh until that changes until the higher-ups are you know yeah swapped around and, and and it's reshuffled there isn't really a future acting position with you in the bbc or in the uk which very much which is shady and shitty it's... and it's horrible yeah, it kind of does suck. And it's been so long that I can guarantee there are new people in charge and, and all that. But since then, whilst Eccleston has worked with the BBC, he has since said he will not work with Russell T Davies again. Mm. And he has he's changed from never to unlikely, but I still I think they're quite synonymous in well, Eccleston. He's a, he's a, you know, he sticks to his morals. He's very I know there was a whole 50th anniversary thing. I didn't get any of that here, but this was from 2018, not 2013 what I've got. There was a whole thing and like you know, this is from memory. Yes. So if my facts are wrong, I apologize. Mm-hmm. I also don't remember where I read this, but I read it. And basically it was saying that apparently at one point there was talks for um, Eccleston to come back for the... Regeneration scene. Would It have been it just between... said for the 50th. So okay. I don't know what it was in there for. And apparently, allegedly, there was two conditions for it. And one of them was to get some guy to direct... And the other one was that he wanted a full, completed script. Before doing before, it. Yeah, that, so he could, you know, on his terms sort of thing. And decide. you know what? That's going to make a bit more sense in a minute. Oh? Um, I mean, not not the script. The script thing he had said, there's an interview you can find. It's In fact, it's on Doctor Who's official YouTube channel. I'll link it um, in the description for this if you are watching on YouTube or listening, at least, on YouTube. Um, it's, I think it's like maybe like between 10 and 20 minutes long yeah uh from when he came to big finish for the first time and someone said oh, like what made you come back and honest as on honest as day he was just like money yeah and he's, fair enough he like, said genuinely fair the enough. pandemic was happening he said he needs you know he said i'm an actor yes but i need to provide for my children i've got uh two kids i i need money to to live especially during the pandemic on top of that he he, he used a huge fan of the the writers at Big Finish. He said he thinks they're all skilled, they're all great. Uh, he's been treated really well. He's been working with Big Finish now since pandemic, so a good you know three yeah. years, uh, off and on. I assume for for a few things, it could have been for for two years. Could have been a bit of the twenty twenty one stuff as well. So getting a full script makes sense. He he wants well, to know he's been written well. He doesn't want to read a script, have an expectation, and yeah. on the day get get some some other sides and be like, what what? This I, like, is not... I mean, I think as an actor though, it's like a very reasonable thing to want. Yeah. Um I mean I'm not I'm not saying, you know, if you've never done a pro- if you're about to start your first ever acting project ever, be like, I demand a full script, like goodbye like you know, yeah. come on. Be reasonable. But I don't I don't think that it should be a thing that you are vilified for not saying he was but like you know who was vilified eccleston oh he was 
No, I know, but I mean, like, if you just say, like, I want a script, I feel like there should be yeah, a thing oh, yeah. that you are that's, that's, a, that's a normal thing. You're an with, actor. Like, then what are you expected to do? Same with, uh, you know, like you said, he just wants the money. Fair. Imagine... I only go to work for the money. Yeah, me, I hate I've to break also it to, only ever done that. You know, I hate to break it to... I'm not... Actually, no, I'm not going to call out my employers. Yeah, don't do that. I was going to go... <laughs> I know who the higher-ups are. Well, I was going to go by there. I will say... I. Obviously, only ever worked for the money, but I did enjoy my job when I was working at the hotel. That was fine. Oh yeah, that was that was a, a great thing. I enjoyed being on my feet. I enjoyed the people. I en- I'm a night owl, so I enjoyed the late nights and all that kind of stuff. Good for um, you. I know, I right? Hate it. It, it. I was very lucky, and that was my first job too. So I was like, oh, working's not that bad. Never mind. <laughs> very quickly, when I wasn't getting, I was like, never mind. But imagine, like you know, me and you are both doing writing course. Imagine going to a publisher and then being like, oh. I want to sell a book. And they're like, okay, let us read your book. And you're like, no! Yeah. That's so unreasonable! Trust me, trust me, it's good. <laughs> to be fair, that sounds so on trend for me if I was like, publish this book and they went, can we read it? And I'd go, no. Uh, yeah, it does sound on, on trend for you. you. I've been trying for ages to get to, let, to get Kate to let me read her work. It's really difficult. Do you know what? I'm struggling. I would have to have written the work in order for you to read it. That's true. In, um. <laughs> in terms of full disclosure, you have, apart from one thing, which is an idea... You've read everything I've written. That's cool. Recently. And it's good, so suck a dick. Um, I'll suck two. Ooh. <laughs> Double points. This is, uh, I just want to say, I don't read much news in terms of like actual newspapers. I know that people are like, you know, this one's run by Tories, this one's run by this. I don't know who this one is run by, but I don't care because the show business section is not very political. Let me, yeah. just, let me just tell you that right now. That's it does true. not matter. I feel like unless you're TMZ... Most, yeah. Most news sources <laughs> yeah. for entertainment news, you know. Um, this is from uh, the twelfth of March, twenty eighteen, by Gareth McLean of the Guardian, who was talking. Oh, he's got his Chicago reference in. Me, yeah, that's true. No, I want Gareth to reference. McLean yeah, the fucking. I'll link. I'm gonna link all these articles in the description anyway. Uh, this one just has something that I think is is pretty. One of the quotes I think is is quite funny and very um very self aware of Eccleston yes. that I like. Uh, this is from, this is the first time that he spoke about Doctor Who since, I don't know whether he was talking to Big Finish at the what time, and that's why. What year was this from? 2018. Okay. It's the first time he's properly begun to open up about it. Yeah. Uh, Eccleston says, working on something like G.I. Joe was horrendous. Um, I just wanted to cut my throat every day. And Thor, just a gun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just a gun in your mouth. Gun in 60 seconds was a good experience. Nick Cage is a gentleman and fantastic actor. But G.I. Joe and Thor were, I really paid for being a whore those times. I I remember said. him saying that Thor was he shafted. didn't like Thor. You got shafted on that one. Like, oh, no. Yep, he did. I remember, like, because like, I'm not really a big Thor girly. Sorry. I remember the first time I ever read a comic with Malekith in it. And I was like, oh, all right. I'm sorry, Christopher. I'm sorry. I love you. Yeah. My favorite thing about that. And every single time I have watched that film, regardless if it... I, mean, I say every... I think I've seen The Dark World like three times, which is too many. It's but three too many. I um, Every single time Malekith says his first line in that film, I will turn to whoever I'm sat with and I go, lots of planets have a north. Because he's, he's got the accent out, baby. Yeah, there's there's a... um, He's in HBO's The Leftovers. Do you know what that is? I got confused with The Last of Us for a second. And I was going to be like, no, he's not. Don't lie to me. <laughs> Uh, it's basically a show in which some people wake up one day and two percent of the Earth's population has vanished completely. Oh, okay. Which you're like two percent, but then you're like, oh, two percent of, of like of, seven yeah, billion billions. is a lot. Yeah. And so it's 
yeah, it's it's a, it's a lot of people. But someone, I think, one of the writers snuck in a Doctor Who reference. Oh yeah, and he didn't realize oh. until after it had aired or after it was shot, and he wasn't very happy what about was the, it. What was I the? I don't one? have the line. Oh, you can look this I'll, up. I'll, I'll read this, and you can. I'm look this gonna up. look for it right now. Um, so then he's asked uh, by the interviewer uh, what happened with Doctor Who, and his response is. What happened around Doctor Who almost destroyed my career. I gave them a hit show and I left with dignity and then they put me on a blacklist. I was carrying my own insecurities as it was something I had never done before and then I was abandoned, vilified in the tabloid press and blacklisted. I was told by my agent at the time, the BBC regime is against you. You're going to have to get out of the country and wait for regime change. So I went away to America and kept on working because that's what my parents instilled in me. My dad always said to me, I don't care what you do, sweeping the floor or whatever you're doing, just do the best job you can. I know it's cliched and northern and all that bollocks, but it applies. Now, that's all he said on this occasion, but that is... Okay. You, that's that's a good amount um, of, of sort of the, the general idea of what went happen. He When he left, he had professionally fallen out with these people, but it doesn't seem like there was like any animosity towards... Yeah. The, you know, the, 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 the show, guy, yeah. You know, the... The, he's not working with like... Eve Miles and Billy Piper and being like fuck this I'm sick of that like yeah. that's not it's just not I don't think he is unprofessional in any way he's very well sick. I think he, the thing is is that as well um, is that you can just sort of tell from watching Doctor Who he has like chemistry with these people like it's you, you know I I find it very very hard I to watch think... him in the show and imagine him and Billy Piper were like you know yeah. throwing hands behind the scenes no I still think that on set probably was a- you know by and large a good time yeah and that's allowed yeah then uh hugh fullerton hugh hugh fullerton radio times uh this is the 19th of march so it's been a week (laughs) it's been a week he's gone to radio times and this is what he says my relationship with my three immediate superiors i had to Take, he doesn't say this, but it's what I've put in there. It's Russell T. Davies, Julie Gardner, and Phil Collinson, which is a showrunner and the two producers. Yes. Uh, Phil Collinson produces the show. Julie Gardner is a producer at the BBC yes. at, at large, one of the one of the uh, the overheads. The relationship with my three immediate superiors, the showrunner, the producer, and co-producer, broke down irreparably during the first block of filming, and it never recovered. They lost trust in me, and I lost faith and trust and belief in them. Some of my anger about the situation came from my own insecurity. They employed somebody else as the Doctor who was not a natural light comedian. Billy Piper, who we know was and is brilliant, was very, very nervous and very, very inexperienced. So you had that, and then you had me, very, very inexperienced, possibly the most experienced on it, but out of my comfort zone. Um, It says here that in the interview, Eccleston goes on to reveal uh, why he's only elected to speak on the subject in recent months, within the recent months, and he said that... Uh, he's made an agreement not to damage the reputation of the series. Um, a quote then from him says, when I left, I gave my word to then showrunner Russell T. Davies that I wouldn't do anything to damage the show, but they did things to damage me. I didn't criticise anybody. When asked if Davies was aware of like the issues that were going on, Eccleston mm-hmm. says, if you're the showrunner, you know everything, that's your job, adding that he will never have a working relationship with the screenwriter again. That was that's that. his comment on that. I do have some more. Oh, I was going to say, I found a thing. Okay. If you want to take so, a little break from that, yeah. Yeah, okay. I was searching for The Leftovers. Couldn't find anything about this reference in there, but it came up from Heroes. Oh, that might have been it then. The show. I thought it was Leftovers. He was yeah. in as well. Never watched Heroes. 
I watched the first season of it and I made I've heard good things. Well, I know it was one of those shows that was affected by the writer's strike. Uh, and I really like the first season and I refuse to watch any more of it. Not because of anything to like, just because I watched the first season and I was like, this feels like a good wrapped up story to me. I don't want to know anymore. Okay. Fair and I've also just fair heard enough. that, you know, the first season's the best one. But um, he was in that show and it was been a while since I've seen it. So I wish I could tell you more about his character, but I genuinely don't remember. Yeah. And apparently um, he, this is, this is from, from the Radio Times, by the way as well from 20 2019 this was published by uh hugh fullerton he's back for the next bit too just, oh there yeah. we go yeah hugh fullerton thing on um, the pulse man Think <laughs> on the pulse well apparently this is from uh eccleston's book oh the, this story is i like love the in, bones of you in his book yeah my father um, of me so apparently when he oh yeah that was it he had invisible uh invisibility powers in the sh- like christopher Eccleston okay in the sh- in the yeah show. um and apparently the like sort of the higher ups wanted him to dress like Tom Baker, like as the doctor. Okay. Um, I attended the costume, quote from the book. Um, I attended the costume fitting only to find the show's writers and execs waiting for me. They said they wanted me to wear a scarf. I knew exactly why. Doctor Who. I wasn't going to do that. I didn't appreciate the self-referencing element. How was that going to help me create a new character? My objection made them sit up a little. This guy's got a mind of his own. And one of the worst things you can have as an actor is a mind of your own. If you really want to climb the ladder, leave your brain at the studio door. But apparently he was like, I am not doing this. And then eventually they were like, okay, that's that's fine. Yeah. We'll scrap it. Then they got him to say fantastic. Apparently that was like a yeah. thing. And because, yeah, he didn't you realize. Can, you can, I after. think you can tell whether it's something natural that the character has said or whether it's just one occurrence of it. And you go, I know where you're pulling this from. I know yep. what you're trying to do. I am not particularly big into getting a sort of a reference from something else. Yeah, getting like a well-known actor in something and then getting them to reference another role. Or they to were... essentially try and play the same character or frame it in such I a way. I hate that, it. Yeah. Because I'm, really I'm not I'm not watching it. a new thing for nostalgia of an unrelated thing. Like, That's not why I'm here. If you watched what was it, Doolittle? Was that the, the Oh film? yeah, with with Robert Downey with Jr. Robert Downey Jr. Stuff. Imagine yeah. if just in the climax he just went and I am Doctor Doolittle. I'd be like, fuck off, by the way. And then he way. snapped his fingers and all the animals turned to dust. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's just a layer of ashen animal all over the waters that he sails on. But yeah, I'm like I'm. I am not about that. Yeah. So if I was Christopher Eccleston, I would probably be a lot more angry than I imagine. He seems to be like really respectful for for what he's asking. The boundaries of the show and stuff. What did you say that he said there that he gave them a hit show? And I'm like, yeah, you did. Yeah. He he took a massive risk Mm -hmm. going to to a sci-fi show that had been dead for years. Which... And he had done... He'd done, I think, obviously he'd worked with RTD on Second Coming because he's not going to work with them after that. So he'd already worked with the showrunner. He'd already been in movies like 28 Days Later and things like that. He's already done a lot of this work. He's built up a good body of work. He's done a lot of stage plays, things with Shakespeare, which is like if you're a British actor and doing Shakespeare oh, that's stage like, plays, you are going to be an actor. I don't want to pick myself up, but I've done two Shakespeare stage plays. Have you? Yep. Cool. Like in school, not Where like... Where can I find them? I have the DVD. Shut up then. I have the no. DVD of one of them upstairs. Do so you ha-ha. actually? Yeah. I'm going hunting. My It was my primary school's performance of, hey, do you want a full circle moment right now? Okay. Um, it was The Tempest that we did. Um, That was the player. Isn't that the one that we did at uni? Um, I don't know, maybe. All I know is that... When we said it in space. Caliban. No, that was... Um, oh. It was one of the historical ones. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. 
Julius Caesar, I think. I don't know. I don't care. I don't know. It's fine. It's it was gone. Roman. I remember that. Yep. But Caliban is the little like gremlin monster who lives on the island thing. His mother is called Psychorax. And I remember when I was a kid and Crazy. I was like, Doctor Who was like, Doctor Who, ha ha ha, Doctor Who. And everyone was like, Katie, fucking stop it. Fucking calm I down. was also that kid, so don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, that so. was March. Uh, yep. So that was March. April rolls around about a month later. Yes. Russell T. Davies has an interview with, with Hugh Fullerton. Sorry, it's not funny to me. We used to be like, that was March. April rolls around a month later. Yeah, it's roughly. Like, Only rough. Yeah. No, sometimes it doesn't, though. No, I know, but it's like... <laughs> no, like, I know. What the fuck are you on about? Yes, hours, no, it always tomorrow. It always does. Yeah, I know. I said sometimes That's... it doesn't, and you said, no, I know. Yeah, like, I know. This isn't... No, April always is after March. There is no occurrence in which it's not. Yeah, I know. But that's not what you said. I said, no, I know. Like, as in... I d- okay. 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 <laughs> All right. <laughs> we choose... We hear what we want to hear, I guess. So Hugh Fullerton. You know, finger on the pulse Fullerton, as they call him at Radio Times. <laughs> <laughs> 25th of April, 2018. RTD is told about this interview. Um, and yes. then has his own uh, and he responds to it just by saying if it gets into any sort of tit for tat then I'm uh, then I'm having a conversation with my lead actor via the press and that's not on thank that's a good Russell T Davies yeah. thing there being like if I'm going to talk to Eccleston about this it's going to be face to face I'm not doing it yeah. through tabloid press so I'm not having a message sent the only, delivered read and all that shit the only drama that I want to get through tabloid press is the Wagatha Christie drama what? you know the whole like was Colleen Rooney and Rebecca Vardy thing yeah oh never mind what has to be remembered <laughs> um, what has to be remembered when the show's so being so back to Hugh back to RTD these are quotes I know I was trying to do a back to you back to Hugh oh yeah I'm just an idiot sorry oh, I'm sorry I'm sorry forgive me no oh mm. well carry on Rossi Davies then says what has to be remembered when the show's being discussed in the present tense now is that I was his employer I was his producer I have duty of care, care towards any lead actor I work with so I have duty of care towards Chris in that moment He's free to sit and explore whatever he wants. That's fine. This duty of care, sorry, involves respecting him and listening to him at all times. That's my job. And that duty of care towards him will extend for the rest of our lives. He will always be my doctor and I will always be his producer. It says here that Davies added that it was important to remember what a brave move it was for Eccleston to take on the role, especially given the speculation surrounding the sci-fi series revival in 2005. The thing I've got to say is that Chris is a magnificent actor and a magnificent man. He's truly a leader of men, and he was magnific- He was a magnificent Doctor Who as well. Um, he also says, "You forget what a brave move it was to take part, um, to take the part on when the press were quoting people like Paul Daniels as the next Doctor. It was a huge leap for Chris to make, and I love what he did." I think his comedy is funny. He plays it brilliantly. I think the darkness is off the scale with him. When the Doctor's angry, it's spectacular. It's a magnificent, never-to-be-forgotten Doctor, and it will be an honour to work with an actor delivering a performance like that. It was an honour, sorry, to work with an actor delivering a performance like that. So it seems that, I mean, 13 years has passed. Yeah. I think that Eccleston sticks to his guns. Yes. And is still not going to work with Russell T. Davies ever. So when a lot of people right now are in the boat of, is is or is Matt Smith not returning? Peter Capaldi has said outright he is not. He's His not, story's yeah. been told. He's fine with leaving it where it was. It was fun. Which hurts me deeply. Yeah, I imagine that you're pretty sorry about that. However, I... Matt Smith, I feel like, could come back. Yeah. Could and possibly would come back to See, do it. See, my thing, like, just my thing about Matt Smith is just, like, I, I wouldn't be excited about that. I kind of would. I just, because, like... 
I th- I d- only because it'd be very interesting to see what Russell would want to do with that Doctor. Yeah, I mean, I did enjoy the way... I think way... you could give him a cool arc. I enjoyed the way that Matt Smith was written in um, that one episode of, of Sarah Jane that Russell did. did yes, wrote with him in yeah, it. He's, and, and, he, and he's very... Um, like I don't know what the word is. Cause it's not nostalgic, but he he's very care driven towards the companions. He's, yes. he's talking to Joe and Sarah Jane. He's like, "You think I ever forget you? I keep an eye on you. I'm looking after you even when you don't yeah. see it. I'm always checking up, making sure you're okay." Like the fact that you don't have to be in the TARDIS and you can go and live out your regular lives is one of my favorite things that you guys yeah. have to do. Well, it's like a very similar thing with the whole like comics thing, yeah. where it's just like you know. If you don't like the way that a writer writes this character, wait till the end of the run, someone else will pick it up. And I feel like I might just have a bit of that with with Matt Smith. Because, like, the thing is, this is, like, my favourite show. Whoa. I don't like not liking things about it. Like, I, I want to. I really do want to. Yeah, that's my so... problem. Mainly with the Whitaker stuff. I'm like, I don't think that... The, I, when I talk about Whitaker later on, and it's going to seem like I fucking hate everything. One, that's because I do. Two... <laughs> I cannot stress enough how much I do not want to. Yeah. How much, like, I really don't... I, do you know one of my favourite things that the Whitaker era actually does? What? Brings back the classic theme. That shit's so good. It is, yeah. I love the fact it's that it does good. it, and it's kind of modern, but it's still got the classic. It's got the mirrored thing in the middle while it does the effect. Like, it, it looks it looks great, but it just sort of falls flat almost yeah. on an almost constant basis. I think I told you, I was like, oh, there's one episode I liked. Maybe this is a change for the sh- Never mind. <laughs> it just did not. It just didn't. And so. Hey, we got some. We got some Jodie at uni the other day, actually, didn't we? Did we? We did, yeah. In a lecture. Very briefly. Oh, someone, yeah, yeah. Someone yeah. threw up a little gif. Do you know what? I saw that same thing on an open day. And oh, I God. can't. I think it might have been. You just stopped yourself there, didn't you? Yeah. Okay. It well, was, it was, believe yeah. it. it was I'll just, no, we just cut it at open day. Yeah, I think it was one of our our lecturers who was there, and we and it was like, oh, do this course for this reason, yeah. da, 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 da. and then here's a bit of Doctor Who, and it was that same. It might have just been the whole same slide mm-hmm. show, to be fair. And I was like, Doctor Who, and he was like, Doctor Who, and we were talking yeah. about Doctor Who for a bit, and I was like, wow, that's cool. I want to come to university, and then I came to university, and now I'm like, no, 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 stop, go back. I would love to at some point in my third year because I don't think I'm going to get the opportunity to this year, is do a project on Doctor Who. Yes. So. So. A year and a half passes. Yep. And I assume within that time, uh, I love the bones of, I, I love the bones of you, my father, and the making of me. I love the bones. I love the bones of you. Uh, the memoir releases, I assume, because yes. it's not mentioned anywhere else. Which uh, I haven't read that book, but. I haven't. I didn't even know it existed, but now I'm now I, I'm quite curious. I remember to pick when it, it up. when it came out. I think I saw an interview with um, Eccleston on some show. I remember. I think it was yeah. like I think it was like you know this morning or yeah. He, like I think that. he did a lot of morning shows yeah, around, around that time. It was because uh, my mum had like recorded it for me because she was like, "Hey, it's Doctor Who," and I was like, "Cool," because yeah. in my in her mind, everyone who has been on the show is is interesting for the rest of their lives now. No, it just is Doctor Who. Oh, like if she sees David Tennant in something, she's like, "Yeah, Doctor Who was in that." Oh, right. I thought you meant like every, like even if. Oh no. If my mum catches a thing and she's like, "Oh, Matt Smith was on Graham Norton," even if it's for pa- like for for Power of the Doctor, I was gonna yeah. say Power of the Dragon because you keep saying Pot D and Hot D at the time. I do, and I hate that. Uh, if my mum sees Matt Smith on Graham Norton, yeah, and he's my, there, my mum does the same, and he's there for House of the Dragon. My mum's like, "I recorded it because it's it's a Doctor <laughs> Who, and I know that you like Doctor Who, and he is a Doctor, and so he is now interesting." 
for the rest of his career to you, regardless of the project that he is working on. And my, I'm like, yeah, okay. My mom sure. has this whole thing now where she hates Matt Smith. And like, obviously not as a person. Yeah. Because like, she doesn't know the guy. But um, because we, me and her watched um, Last Night in Soho together. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed it until the end. Um, yes, the end was weird. Yep. But we, we watched that and obviously like, you know, spoilers, but he's kind of a dickhead. In... He's a dick at that whole movie, yeah. Yeah, he's he sucks in that. And that not and then, not long after that, me and my mum watched Morbius together and he again is a villain in that. And then my mum started watching House of the Dragon and he yet again is a dickhead in that. So now my mum anytime <laughs> Matt Smith is in anything, my mum's like, I don't like him very much. I uh fully, by the way. Whoa. That's just for me in editing to to have a fun to have a fun time with. Yeah. A year and a half goes by, imagine, big ticking clock, blah, blah, blah. the book comes out, as we were saying, and Eccleston does another Radio Times interview on the 19th of September 2019 with Mr. Morgan Jeffrey. He recalls his time working on Doctor Who, uh, yes. saying, Billy Piper made Doctor Who a delight, but so also did Stephen Moffat's scripts. He really liked Stephen Moffat's scripts. Uh, I'm pretty sure there was only one in this season. Ooh. No, two. Well, two, Sorry, yeah, I was two, say yeah. two, but... Two, my bad. I was mixing up the the um, Mark Gattis one, too. I'm quite dead. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess, I suppose on account of it being a two-part, you yeah. make an argument for being... Yeah, Moffat scripts. Uh, anyway, yeah. He says, which delivered my best work, bringing me closer to finally knowing exactly who the Doctor was than any other time during the shoot. Directors Joe Ahern and Euros Lynn also allowed the character to blossom and thrive. Just turning the page... Eccleston goes on to say that he loved Joe, uh, adding, if he directed the show from day one, I'd probably still be playing the Doctor now. I, you know what, now you've said that based on what I was saying earlier, I think Joe Ahern was, was the, the director, he was, the talking director about. he was talking about. Yep. Yes. Which makes sense if you're talking about Moffat, considering uh, Moffat would have been in charge for the 50th. Yeah. Uh, so then... That yeah, that's true, yeah. Mm-hmm. This it like I think so. It will have been if if you can get Joe Ahern to direct the fiftieth script, I would have done it. Yep. And he okay. Which you know, oh, that was that means it was really close then. Yeah, because didn't who did this? I assume is from the book. By the way, the reporter is reporting on it, but yeah, uh, I think these are excerpts from the book that the reporter. If is they just are after the release of the book, then I imagine so. What, these the quotes? Yeah, yeah. Like I think this, these are if from this the book. Stuff, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I mean, if the if the articles that you've taken these from are after the date that the book came out, then I would just automatically assume they were. I think the book. only this one is because this mentions that in his new memoir it says. At the oh beginning, my god! Just get on with it then. Okay. <laughs> he also says in 2004. <laughs> Sorry, I need a minute. Um, he says, uh. In 2004, in me, they picked yet another white skinny male to be the Doctor. If somebody had said in 2004 it should have been a woman, there'd have been outrage. But only 14 years later, it's acceptable. I think it's time for white middle-aged males to step aside. That's the end of, of that, the quote on there. Mm-hmm. He also was... There's a panel... I was watching this earlier just because it was on like, the YouTube feed as I was working away at this. He was on a panel talking about how when he was the Doctor, you know, it, it you wouldn't have thought, like, oh... There would be a, a woman doctor or a, or, or a black doctor or anything like that. And now yeah. we are going on to our second, you know, um, our, our second our second black doctor. But also we've had now two female doctors yeah. in the show. I thought you were just fighting to, to say if you could actually describe Joe Martin as the doctor. 
No, no, because I, was, I will still I will still say that. That's fine. In in, in, in the continuity, way, that's how it is. In the way that I give John Hurt like a point five. I feel like Joe Martin also gets like a point five okay. in terms of how I think of them both as the Doctor. I, I, I mean, I would, depending on how the whole timeless child thing goes, but I feel like RTD is simply going to ignore it or he's going to use the specials to really use the tenant thing alongside yeah. well, that he, to mix and match. He just time warred Gallifrey the fuck out the sky. So that's, yeah, that's true. You know. Uh, so... Uh, we move on yes. to him never having a relationship with with the BBC and Doctor Who ever again. Mm-hmm. Till now. Yeah. Eccleston's not back on screen. But um, he's back in your ears. But he, <laughs> all right. Um, this is, so Radio Times also uh, reported on this, but it is, uh, it's also in, a, in a, a YouTube video by a guy called Tharys. Do you know, do you know who this is? I've, I've heard the, um. The name. The name, yeah. But yeah, so Tharys is a YouTube channel does a lot of Doctor Who reporting. They went on set a few weeks ago. I say they were on set. They were on location filming and, and Tharys was oh. at the sidelines. And, you know, very it, cool. it's, I, I only watched it today. It's a very good video about um, Shooty Gatto was shooting inside this pub. So they didn't see any of the filming that was happening. Mm. But when, when Shooty Gatto come out, they were trying to hide him behind an umbrella. <laughs> To get him into a limo or a car or whatever, yeah. you know, to, to, to get him out without being swum by people and stuff. And bear in mind, this location is like blocked off from over the road. Mm. So there is not, all, it's not like the people are at the pub windows. People are a whole yeah, road's like length, back. like, like a, a street wide, like length away. And they've got, they've got Shooty behind the umbrella and Shooty dips the umbrella and comes out the other side just to wave at people. He's like, they know I'm here. They know I'm yeah. shooting. Just let me just wave at the fans. They know what's going on. They're not stupid. Yeah. And he gives them a wave, and it's cold because it's it, they're filming in Cardiff, and it's fucking you know January yeah. February time. Uh, and shoot his car drives past, and shoot himself. He rolls the window down and waves at everyone and tells them all to stay warm. And I'm like, I cannot Aww. wait to see you on screen. Like he's just being a good yeah. dude, and I'm so happy. Every uh, okay, two things. Yes. One. Uh, Sophie Aldred said something um, the other day about uh, being hidden, you know, to, to on set for power. Oh, yeah. I missed her doctor. speech at this con. Um, yeah. yeah, she was saying how they were doing the whole, you know, like big fucking like caught up to your neck, big or like a, a bunch of people, like a scar in her in. That, that's kind of the, a weird thing for me because with, with Power of the Doctor, they announced her return way in advance, like set pictures. They, they did um like... You know, like the Radio Times, like first yeah. look, they did that kind of thing for. for oh, Ace I and, I remember seeing the stuff about Ace and Tegan because I remember that being like a thing that really, yeah. like, really. It uh, went off on Twitter. Got it was me like, into oh my it, god, yeah. hell yeah! Um, so there was that. Second of all, every single video, which is only a few, but like every video that I have seen of uh, is it Millie Millie Gibson? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I don't know why, but I can't remember her name. You like have to keep every, checking with every me every time. Yes, time, yeah. I cannot remember. It's because it. she's younger than both of us, and we're both just sour that she's achieved more than we ever will ever. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't feel allowed to be honest. But, you know, hey ho. I'm bigger than you. I'll tell you off. <laughs> respect your elders, Millie Gibson. Um, no, I'm sure she's lovely. But uh, every single video that I have seen of her and like Shuey Gatwa, you know, just like being on set. They're just being pals. They're just, and I'm like, oh, so you two already have like really good chemistry. I can't wait to see you like, you know actually in character around together. in the TARDIS for a bit you yeah know? like yeah excited um so this is from a con that's 
it's like a Q&A type thing. It's not necessarily a panel. He's just on. Yeah. Eccleston is just talking. Uh, and someone asks him, what's your favorite thing you've done for Big Finish? Yes. Uh, this is, like I say, you can find it on Radio Times. I'll link. I, I, in fact. I'm just looking at something. I'm listening. Continue. Yeah. Uh, I will link the Radio Times article, but go and watch the, the Tharry's video. It's about 20 seconds long. Like, it's really not much off your day. Um, j- just go over there if, if you listen to this first and you haven't seen it or don't know who Tharry's is somehow. Uh, Eccleston says, I've recorded something very special for the 60th anniversary. Ooh. And for me, it was all about working with this incredible actor, an incredible hu- incredible human, uh, this incredible human being. It says incredibly, it's just a typo. I've recorded something very special for the 60th anniversary. And for me, it was all about working with this incredible actor, an incredible human being called David Warner. I think the 60th is my favorite. And you're going to have to wait, but it's going to be worth the wait because David Warner is extraordinary. And if any actor should have been the doctor, it would have been David. I um I thought for a minute that there was just going to be no name drop in that quote and it was just going to be I worked with this incredible actor and Eccleston was just going to pull out the um Paul Bettany in One Division. Since then, this was by the way uh, the report for this. I don't have the YouTube video up, uh, upload date, but it's in the description. Go check. I'm sure you look. Yeah, you'll find. Look, you're big. You can do it. I, I believe in you. But the Radio Times article went up on the 17th of July, 2022, so just under a year ago. Since then, Big Finish has told us what this project is. Do you know what they are doing for the 60th? Big Finish? No, yes. I don't. Would you like to? Go on then. Okay, so I'm going to leave this link. This is going to be a bunch of links in the description. You can just go fucking okay. look at whatever you want. Um, so, for the 60th anniversary, Big Finish is making a Diamond Doctor Who audio special titled Once and Future. Okay. This is pulled directly from the website. Uh, this is their little synopsis of what they're doing. Since landing in 1963, Doctor Who has made history as the world's longest-running action-adventure TV show. As we head into the anniversary year, it's time to revisit the past and commemorate the legacy of those who came before. The Time War. The Doctor has been injured and brought to a Time Lord Field Hospital. His body glows with energy, but this is no regeneration into a future form. Instead, the Doctor's past faces begin to appear as he flits haphazardly between incarnations. Staggering to his TARDIS, the Doctor sets out to solve the mystery of why his degeneration... Sorry. Staggering to his TARDIS, the Doctor sets out to solve the mystery of his degeneration. Of his degeneration X. Who has done this to him? How and why? From the Earth to the stars, across an array of familiar times and places, he follows clues to retrace his steps, encountering old friends and enemies along the way. Tumbling through his lives, the Doctor must stop his degeneration before he loses himself completely. Doctor Who wants in future stars... Tom Baker, Peter Davidson, Colin Baker, Sylvester McCoy, Paul McGann, Christopher Eccleston, and David Tennant, with dozens more guest stars uh, still to be revealed. Oh, very cool. Producer David Richardson said, An astonishing array of talent has come aboard to be a part of this epic eight-hour adventure, uh, eight-hour anniversary story. It's a huge Doctor Who party and a massive celebration that has been years in the making. The series will be released monthly, with the first seven parts materialising between May and October 2023, and a final quarter in November 2024. I'm looking forward to May, because that sounds fucking awesome. That does As a story, really I'm like, cool. you got injured in the middle of the time war, and now your body doesn't know what it's doing, and it's going back to previous faces. That's very Sign cool. Sign me up. I was having a conversation. <laughs> um, like, Can we cover that? I really want to cover that. Like, that's oh, so oh yeah, of course we can. Start in May. Um, oh, my God. I have... Uh, I had a conversation. Like, I know we have more information about the 60th now but i was having a yeah. conversation uh, a while ago with a friend um about 
the whole David Tennant shoot you got word of it yes. all and I was saying how I thought it would be very fun if they did like a whole Jekyll and Hyde thing with Tennant and Shuey. Tennant and Shuey, Or when yeah. you see him in the cloud-based thing, but it's not actually that. Yeah, where it was kind of like they keep switching between the two because of unstable regeneration or something. I don't know, which now, you know, the information is here and that's not what's happening. Yeah. But I thought that that would be cool for a minute. And this sounds mm-hmm. like that idea that I had, so but I'm fine with that. Eccleston is on board for an anniversary project. Ooh. Very cool. Very, very, very cool. Very excited for that. And I'm going to be listening to it in May regardless of whether you're like, let's cover it, let's not. Oh, no, of course. I'm looking we'll, forward we'll cover to, it. We'll to cover covering that, that sure. as, as soon we'll as it, it. as soon as that is out. Um, we know that Shooty's shooting the Christmas special now for this this year's Christmas special. So, I yeah. s- of course... The Doctor Who Christmas special is back, baby. Well, holiday special is back. It could still be New Year's, but I'm hoping that we get the Christmas. Do you think they'll give Russell the Christmas slot back? I assume yes. I think so. I mean... You know, they gave it to him in the first place. Yeah. And I think that at this point, giving it back to him is less of a risk than doing it the first time. Because, you know, now it's like, okay, so yeah. he has the track record. Like, we know. It's, I was going to say, it's pretty insane how, like, when Moffat was in charge, they were like, here, 90 minutes, uh, you know, 50th yeah. anniversary. Go nuts. Do what you want. Which, by the way, should have felt like a Doctor Who movie and not a Doctor Who long episode. It just kind of felt like a two-parter to me and not a film. I feel like it should have felt a bit more filmy than it did. I agree. Um, as a celebration. I think it has shades of that. But... Oh, it d- yeah, it definitely does have like cool little things yeah. going for it. Um, I like the 50th anniversary. Moffat's in charge. They're given the, the 90-minute slot. Artie Davies comes back... Uh, and they go, have three, have three episodes. Like, and hours can't, long we specials. can't give you enough, Russell. <laughs> what do you want? What do you want, Russell? And Russell's like, I want beep the meep. <laughs> Sounding like Richard Nixon for some fucking reason. <laughs> and they're like, beep the meep. Yeah, you got him. Who else do you want? And he's like, I want Donna Noble. And they're like, well, you said that she. And he's like, I want Donna Noble. And they're like, okay. And then they throw Catherine Tate. And Catherine Tate's like, I don't know how I'm here. <laughs> and Rosie Davies like, it's because your money's like holding up by the scruff of her neck. And they're like, okay, what else? What else? What else? Give her a daughter. Give her a give her a daughter. <laughs> and where's that guy? That temple. Where's the temple guy? And then they throw him at them as well. Bernard Cribbins, and they roll him towards him in a wheelchair. And then he's like, and tenant, where's my boy tenant? And they open a safe. They do a few clickety clacks on a safe and they open it and Tennant is just stuffed inside there like a Play-Doh man. <laughs> and <laughs> and like he just Captain America in the first Avenger. They just ice that fucking dude he's, down. No, he's like David Tennant in the birdcage. <laughs> in the master's bed. <laughs> and he's like, finally, freedom. Can I have some water? And Russell T. Davies is like, no! And he just like, he just like spits on him. <laughs> and he just starts writing using the papers that are on the BBC execs' Have you desks. seen The Muppets Most Wanted? I have not. There sadly. is there is a great song in it called "I'm Number One," and it's like. Oh, um, I'm sorry e- for that bit, by the way. <laughs> evil, evil Kermit is like, I am the number one criminal in the world, and Ricky Gervais is like, I am the number two criminal in the world, and they do a song about you know how one's number one and one's, one's number, number one, one's number two, and the the sort of like punchline of all of this is that one day Ricky Gervais will be the number one number one but for the chorus he's like but in the meantime I've got to dance monkey dance and then he just starts like tap dancing away while evil Kermit's like above him laughing just going dance monkey dance and I feel like that's <laughs> it's you Russell know, T. Davies that's Russell evil T. Davies Kermit and David Tennant and everyone else is just beneath him <laughs> Uh, no, I have nothing but, like, actual love for those people. Oh, yeah, I was going like, to say, not, no. I'm not actually, I don't think that he's it a would tyrannous. Just, it would just be funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know that bit in the Simpsons movie where the, the guy's like, oh, sir, I'm afraid you've gone mad with power. And he's like, yeah, you've you tried, tried to go, go mad, mad without, without power? power? It's boring. Yeah, no one listens to you. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, so that is Eccleston's sort of story. That That's as much as I at least want to get into it. He's not there. We don't know the ins and outs. The ins and outs don't matter. And at the end of the day, it's his business. And also, everyone is doing fine. Yeah. Everyone, he's back doing Doctor Who media. If you want him on screen, poor fucking you, I guess. Like, the fact that he's doing it at all is insanely cool. I can't wait to hear some of his stuff at some point. Um, and also, Doctor Who is, is in... I want to say it's in very good fucking shape going forward. RTD yeah. has confirmed there will be spin-offs. It's a show that deserves and leans into a lot of its extended well, media. And he, is, that's he said thing, he's definitely doing that. Isn't it? When you look at the amount of extended media that Doctor Who already has, it is a waste to not... To not do it again. To not do it again, yeah. Um, episode rankings for this season. Would you like to get into it? Are we ending? I mean, it's been an hour. It's been an hour. It's been an hour. Holy shit, man. Okay. <laughs> Holy shit. We thought this was going to be like 45 minutes. Yeah. And then, oh God. Okay. You know what? Yeah. Sure. We'll just. <laughs> That's, that would be boring. How do you want to do this? Do you want to go through? Okay, one... Matthew Mercer from Critical Role. Okay. Okay. Virgin on my sofa. <laughs> we were friends <laughs> all right virgin on my sofa death death count the death count that's that's what i'm doing here is all the, of our deaths the long-awaited season one death count which will um carry on obviously as you know i don't think we've mentioned it in this one but we've recorded christmas invasion today Yes, that's well. not included in this. Oh yeah, not in this, but we we are just doing a double bill recording session. Yes. So I have automatically gone over a season two for this, so the Doctor Who death count will be a be a running tally. Oh, you've begun season two. Yes. De- okay, right. Yeah. So this won't include it, but you've begun that season yeah. two. You yeah, just me. just so we we can say because. Just, sorry, sorry, I was just going to say before you get into that uh, Christmas invasion, we are counting as uh, uh, season two the, episode the, episode zero yeah. essentially. So that is. Uh, how we'll be doing it the numbers will get a bit dicier i always consider a christmas special episode zero but then around the time around the time you get seven a and b that's when they get a bit weird because the snowman is like slap bang in the middle of the season and it isn't considered a numbered episode the way that i've always gone with doctor who episode numbering was the way that netflix did um which considered christmas specials to be episode 14 no to be episodes uh like zero like you said okay open till the snowman and then it flipped to be the end of the season that was the point because obviously uh, that season's yeah, no. yeah. two parts um but yeah just okay so because here's a thing uh, this isn't relevant but i'm just gonna say it i have always been fascinated just on how many people by the killing of bystanders <laughs> well just everyone loves to say you know the doctor's got blood on his hands all these sorts of things and how many um, people die and this isn't just inadvertent deaths right okay so um my rules that i assigned to myself okay. when when doing this count were deaths that would not have happened had the doctor not been involved. not been involved okay. and i know that sometimes the doctor doesn't necessarily have a choice in being involved in things yep but yep. just just to show that sort of like this man is dangerous whether he wants to be whether he means to be or not there is a certain element of risk that comes just from fucking being near him Mm -hmm. um and i have also split this into three sections um and these sections are well i'll explain them one by one so we've got bodies which sounds fucking horrible but what what i will define as a body is someone who died 
who was maybe like relevant in the story but ultimately the doctor will not look back on in any meaningful way aside from the fact that like yeah you know they are just a person who was around who died at the time Mm -hmm. then i have sidekicks and i am defining sidekicks as obviously these descriptions will become more obvious as i read yes who who it is but i have defined sidekicks as characters who assist in some way characters who further what the doctor does this is like the harriet joneses yeah 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 they you know they they play an important role mm-hmm. and the adventure you know that they die for the cause if, if that makes yes, it easier right yeah. and then finally i have the companion section which is as it says on the tin if you are a companion and you die and i am defining companion as a person who gets to go on a full length adventure with the doctor after being picked up from somewhere okay I'm fine with that. Uh, go ahead and okay, and and drop drop that shit. So, I would like to give out a big R.I.P. to Ruffalo, the steward, the mocks of Balhoon, all from the end of the world. I would like to pour one out for Mister Redpath and Mister Sneed, my unquiet dead boys. Then, let's not forget Aliens of London. We've got the pig alien. We've got General Asketh. We've got the Prime Minister. And we've got Mr. Indra Ganesh. Then, following on from that, World War Three, we have Slipfelfotch Pasamir de Slothene. And um, RIP to you guys, but we've got at least another right Slothene. I'm sorry, I didn't get your names. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to Dalek, we've got Simmons. And we have, I just wrote a bunch of soldiers. You know the the one part with the the um, sprinklers. Yeah, yeah, and they Listen, all just get fucking mowed down. Yeah, I didn't I didn't count them, um, which is a mistake I rectify later in the season. But um, I didn't count them. So a bunch of soldiers, R.I.P. And also, let's not forget the mutated Dalek itself from that episode. Yeah. Moving on to everyone's favorite episode of the season, we have Suki, the editor. And the Jagrafess, all game. victims of the long game. Oh, man. And uh, we can skip over Empty Child and Dr. Dances because just this once, everybody lives, bro. So <laughs> coming back into Boomtown. Oh, coming into Boomtown, we've got Mr. Cleaver. Just Mr. Cleaver? Just Mr. Cleaver. Just Mr. Just Cleaver, Just Mr. Cleaver. Um, Bad Wolf got the numbers up. We have Crosby. We have Colleen. We have Broff. We have Fitch. We have Agarax wiped from the board parting of the ways we have davich pavel and elaine the pain plus 34 other members of staff which i uh paused when jack went down to the bottom of the game station and i counted everyone i, oh pa- I paused it and counted them you so didn't need to do that thanks for telling me that now um, <laughs> <laughs> it's done isn't it tyree come on <laughs> what am i supposed to do you know um yeah i paused it and counted it so i am saying roughly 34 like yeah grain of salt give it um also we have roderick um he would he's not included in the 34 i counted him separate as he yeah. as he is a named character we have roderick we have the floor manager and then we have 41 leftover contestants 
actually, so yeah, I got that wrong. I counted the 41 leftover contestants. When I was looking at the wiki page, it said that the male and female programmer, who are Davich Pavel, Little in the Pain, it said they were among 36 members of staff okay. on the wiki. So that's numbers taken from that. But I did count the 41. <laughs> and those are all of the uh, bodies. Those are, those are the bodies. Those are the bodies. Those okay. are the, yeah. you know, RIP. Um, also, I would like to add that if you uh, die on screen, you get put in this. But if we are referring to you as you die later, then sorry, you don't get yeah. mentioned. Um, sidekicks. This is where we're going to start getting sad. This is where we put in the YouTuber apology music to I manipulate you. remember you. Clive. Really? I can't do it. Jib. Gwyneth. Pete Tyler. The Controller. And good old sweet little Linda with a Y. I hate you. Why remind me? R.I.P. Um, so those are all our sidekicks. Those are all of the characters that we had an attachment to who uh, were taken from us too soon. And then um, we also have Captain Jack Harkness. As Listen, I'm never going to count another one of his deaths as being a death. Yeah, that was it. That was it. This is an official but, death. He but gets he brought does, back to He life. does, in fact, die here. His heart does stop. So And from this point on, he carried. cannot die. He cannot die, no. But before this, yes, he could and he did. Yeah. And yeah. I am also including the Ninth Doctor. Yep. As he also does die. And yep, that's um, true. Every cell in his body is replaced. Yep. That's how regeneration works. It's a new man. Yep. So. And I've not counted these till now, but I am. Uh, we're going to do it right now. Tyrese, would you like to hazard a guess at how many lives? Oh, shit, I didn't think you were going to do that. Fuck. How many lives... Have been uh, are taken. we in the triple digits, can I ask? We are, yes, in the triple digits. I want to say around 115. 109. I was close, though, right? That was a very good guess. That was, that was very, guess. very close. And the thing is, I don't think this season is particularly death-heavy. <laughs> There's a whole episode <laughs> centered around how Rose's dad dies, but sure, whatever. But, like... <laughs> You know, I feel like, um, obviously, just as a thing that comes with, like, a show being able to afford extras and such. Yes. I feel like we do, yeah. aside from the, the couple of scenes that we I possibly counted, them. we don't see uh, many numbers like that. So I know later on, those numbers may be higher. But um, that's it. Yeah. Maybe I'll be insane and go and count all of the soldiers in Dalek. You don't need to. We're not coming back to this. Um, so. So. Your episode ranking. My episode. How do you want to do this? Do you want to go through? No, I want to go 13, 13, 12, 12. 12. Okay. Yeah, and then we'll go back and um, forth. Who wants to go first? I will ask you one question. Okay. Before we do this. How, how did you come up with this ranking? So, uh, I asked you first, are we going to rank episodes or stories? You said episodes, which is a Individual real... Individual Which is real struggle, because if we were doing stories, I would not Very have... different list. Yeah, so, here's a... Um, the, the way I did it, I didn't look at my rankings that I did per episode because that is how I personally oh, yeah, feel me neither. about that episode, uh, how well it achieves its goal, how well, well I enjoy it and I mash that, those up. That comes from very much like in the moment of just watching it. This is objectively, if I was to hand someone a list of recs, of, of recommendations I agree. for this season, I would go, here is my list. Number one is the top tier of the top tier and the, the bottom of the list is passable. You will probably still enjoy it. Oh yeah. I don't think you're going to, yeah, you just know, to just to re- reiterate this. I don't think you're gonna hit anything on this list. None of the episodes in this series are categorically awfully horribly bad. Some are just very very good, and they make the others look worse. Yeah, I was gonna say as much as we ragged on the long game, I still don't mind it as an episode. If yeah, it's I'll, on, still, I'll still watch it. Yeah, you know. And when I rewatch the show, I'm not gonna fucking skip it. I yeah. might say that I will. I probably fucking won't. Yeah. Um. Do you want to go first, or shall I go first? Um. I was just gonna say just before we start. Okay. Um, 
what I did is I used one of those websites, you know, where you um put in putting the things in and it's like this one or that one and it's like this one or that one yes that is how of. i have my ranking for this um so it's not a numbered thing no it is a number okay thing. just making it, sure it, it's it assigns numbered. a point for every one that you pick over the other okay and then, and can, then puts points yeah. in order but what i was gonna say is that it's given me a tied score for one and two which okay. uh upon looking at it i agree with and i will explain when we get there see i haven't done that and my process. I, I have two that could be switched Okay. For me. Right. Um, but I'm going to leave them the way they are now because I've printed the list off. It is in my hands. So what is the point? Mm-hmm. Um, so. Well, I think that it's fair for us to say number 13 together, which is the, the long, long game. game. Okay, right. <laughs> we, just, we just roasted it a second ago being like, no matter Dalek. how much we... <laughs> you fucking... <laughs> try me, bitch. <laughs> yeah, the, the long game, 13. Yeah, it's just pretty nothing for me. I wish it wasn't nothing for me. I'm okay with the idea that Russell wanted to tell a story about how not everyone is suited for TARDIS life. Yes. Some people will fuck up. Great. And it's a good execution of that idea. I just fucking hated Adam going into it, and I hate him Mm -hmm. even more after finding out what he's like as a deplorable human fucking being. In regards to that premise as well of people not being suited for TARDIS life... I definitely think there was a more interesting way to do it than in this episode. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like... things too. But. I feel like it that plot gets shafted as well in favour of set up for set up for the finale. But I also don't think you need to set up platform one that much. If you just said this existed in the future, I would believe you. If you just said, hey, this dystopic thing is, is here, I'd be like, all right. I like... Well, that's the same thing. I like that the... the um, this is kind of like, look, sometimes the doctor goes places and things go wrong. Yeah, he But again, I think there is a better way to tell that story than than this one. Yes. Um, but it's like we've said in both of those episodes in our discussions of them that the social commentary stuff is very good. And I yeah. agree. I think the social commentary stuff is very good, but I think it's a shame that this is the story that has to be around it. Yeah, about media and things mm-hmm. like that. Uh, what is your number 12? My number 12 is... World War Three. What's yours? Aliens of London. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> well, but I remember when we recorded this, you said you enjoyed this for the. I yeah, you I said, enjoyed. You said you enjoyed uh, aliens. Aliens more yeah. because of the mystery. Mm-hmm. And you enjoyed World War Three more because of the payoff. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that checks. That checks out. Uh, yeah, I just Aliens of London. I'm like okay, and I. It, and the more I'm thinking about it, and I think that the first half of this episode is the best. If I was to split it into quarters, I'd be like, the first half is so yeah. good. The second half, when they go to Downing Street, I'm kind of like, whatever. That's that's where my cutoff is for this. But 12, for me, is Aliens of London Fuse World War Three. Yes. Um, my, my only thinking on that is I think that this is the... Uh, I know there has been a few two-parters mm-hmm. this series, and I know that we obviously will get more as the show goes on. And just in my opinion, this is the one that mostly feels like two parts, and I don't like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, so. I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, uh, number eleven. My eleven is the end of the world. Mine's aliens of London. Okay, 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 okay. Hear okay. me out. Go on then. Hear me out. Hit me. It's just fucking hard, man. <laughs> like, what, like, the end of the world? No, ranking these episodes was so difficult. And so I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know about but, you, well, but oh my God. That's why I chose to do it this way. Because I, I, yeah. I, like, if you offer me a choice of which one I would rather, it's so much easier so, for me to think of that in a vacuum than the whole season. The end of the world. Well, well, <laughs> the end of the world. I don't really care about the Jabe stuff. I'll be honest. So the Doctor's whole subplot of like 
just fucking around in the vents. I don't care too much. But yeah. I really like the point, like the moments with Rose and the Doctor. I fucking love those. Agreed. I love the danger. I think that's great. I like Cassandra as an antagonist. But when those three things aren't happening, the rest of the episode for me just kind of falls flat. And it's a bit... It's a bit, look at us, shining new show with a new budget of the revival of the thing you used to love, which I'm fine with, but mm-hmm. as far as episodes go, all right. Yeah. Um, and your 11 is, is World my, War Three. My 11 is Aliens of London. Aliens of London, sorry, my bad. I'm and this up so bad. Uh, there's, like, I don't really have anything to say about it, to be honest. Like, It just is. It just is there. Like, yeah, that's just where <laughs> it falls. Like, I'm sorry, I don't have a defense or an argument for it. That's just where it goes. Okay. Um, What's your number 10? My number 10 is End of the World. My number 10 is World War 3. Oh, <laughs> so we are roughly now neck and neck, yeah. right? Yeah, well, we've got all the same episodes out the way. Um, what's, <laughs> what? I didn't expect this to happen. Because we like we started watching this series together. Yes. Then we've distanced that and started watching the episodes separately, separately yeah. because it feels more discussion Yeah, it feels better we, for the conversation. When we meet up. Because that's what we care about, Rewind listeners. We care about your enjoyment of the show yeah. above and, all. <laughs> and so then when, when it comes to the ranking, I'm sitting at home, I'm doing this on my own. I'm like, oh, I assume that you will have something largely different to me. No. no I, not at all. I think that we will see uh, differences later on, but I feel like we've generally... I think that maybe your top two might be the same as my top two. Okay, we'll maybe. See. Maybe they'll be switched I orders. genuinely didn't consider what, what yours would be while um, I was doing mine. No, I didn't do it whilst I was doing it, but then when now I finished I'm, it, Now I, I like, am oh. thinking about it and i'm like oh these might be similar actually. <laughs> yeah um yeah world war three for me i like the payoff uh the only reason that it's where it is is because i just think that the rest is better i guess there's not really defense for this i mm-hmm. i do enjoy the i like the stakes in this one more than i do in the in the first part of this episode which is wh- where you said that, yes you know part one feels like part one part two feels like part two the jackie and the doctor the discuss the discussion of danger and where rose is and and the doctor having her in peril and him being like, you think I don't know that? Yeah. This is my life. This is, I'm not, this isn't a joke to me. See, in terms Love of that. my opinion of that episode, that's, that's like a high point for me. Oh yeah. That, but unfortunately I mean, that is... the low points are just much lower than you find them, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, your number nine. Um, oh, okay. One sec. I'll tell you my number nine. I'm just going to say my justification for end of the world. Oh yeah. Here is that like, it's still just early doors is all yeah it's, it's still it's a fine it's a good episode but it doesn't set up as much as the episodes around it because it's the second yeah. episode you yeah. know um i agree was this my number nine uh your number nine my number nine is rose oh vastly different oh what's yours bad wolf this low down uh i could very uh no, no right okay so okay so here's my defense of bad wolf not a huge fan of the reality stuff we know that Oh, okay, that's fair. So, I did really like and that. And so the saving grace for this episode for me is like the last 10, 15 minutes hologram onwards. Yeah, okay. No, the hologram's not this episode. So no, it's not even that. <laughs> I'm thinking wrong. It's even worse. No, what I meant is the I'm coming to get you. That, yeah, which is yeah, the last yeah. two and a half to five minutes. Yeah. So that's the only part that I'm like, hell yeah. Yep. Doctor Who is being Doctor Who right now. I don't care very much for the rest of the thing and... I, I like it as a as a finale, as the first part of a finale, but I don't like it for for anything other than that last bit. That's fair. Yeah. Um, Why is Rose at number nine for you? Um, oh, there we go. I can see my computer again. Um, I feel like it's very similar to the end of the world. I don't think... There's I a... think they feel similar, like tonally. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Um, 
I do, I, again, I think that's a similar one where that's just where it's fallen in the uh-huh. ranking because I've found that with a lot of these episodes, the ones that I liked, I liked them so much that they just pushed the other stuff yeah. down. It's like your your top three to five, I imagine, are like really close together oh, yeah. in your well, own estimations in your mind at least. See, when I when I look at, at this here, it's, it has like, you know, each of the episodes as I put them in yeah. and then it's got a score, obviously being every one I chose over the other got a point yes and i've found that after um not after this one but after the next couple the ones that i would say were like top five they are all the same amount of points okay like they are all draws on points and like fortunately i just agree with the way the website has ranked them Mm -hmm. until you get to the top and that's when my thing is so what's your number it's it's eight 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 now what's number eight (laughs) mine is the empty child mine's the doctor dancers Okay, okay. Spanner in the works. Right. Spanner right in. Let's go. In, in something I've already said, you have fucked already. Okay. Uh. Okay. Right. So, for me, mm? this is not my favorite part of this two part, and obviously it is not yours. Empty child. Oh no, the doctor dances. Sorry. So I mean, it it is your favorite part of this two part, I guess. Empty. I I prefer empty child. Yeah, to the to doctor dances. dances. And I, would... I don't. You don't. I love the optimism of the Doctor Dancers. I love the the chase, the the figuring out of things. Yeah. So for me, the Empty Child is I I don't like I I don't enjoy this one as much as the Doctor Dancers, as is obvious by where I've placed it in the yeah. list. You can you can you can get that hair. No, yeah, there. you can keep going. There. Um, but the Empty Child for me, whilst I like it and it's got the scares, it's got all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't come up with the rest of what I have on my list. Oh, that's for fair. Me. See, but like I said, a lot of this is very interchangeable it for is, me. It's a real it? problem because um, I feel like I'm being a dickhead, and I'm not being a dickhead <laughs> at all. <laughs> but this season has a way of making you feel shitty about all of your actions, <laughs> my, um... which is the best thing. It's it's the most Eccleston thing, <laughs> right? See, see, my thing with with the Doctor Dancers is this is um, yeah, not not the one I've ranked above this, but after that one that's when everything gets interchangeable that's when everything is okay. very similar but my thing with the doctor dances is just straight out i don't think there's anything wrong with it i just prefer the empty child yeah. to it but i find that with a lot of things i like setups more than i like payoffs yeah see i'm the other way around yeah. i like the i like the big the big avalanche of oh, all these pieces fit together at the end and ah. the nanogene science is not only understandable but it's it's unique and i like it yeah. The okay, idea, no, the yeah. idea that it found this, the idea that it found this thing went. That's what that looks like. Sure, of course. It's my only. It's the only time I've ever seen this. You know, if someone uh, when you were a toddler and said this is a cup and handed you a ball, you would be like, it does the same thing. This is yeah. what I know is a cup. That kind of thing. I, I love that. Um, no, my my interchangeable ones. I'd say start around five for me. What is your number seven? My number seven is Boomtown. My number seven is Boomtown. Oh, there we go. There we um, are. I just—it was nice going home, you know. Yeah. It was nice seeing everyone, having a little catch up. Um, my thoughts. This this is an episode that when I first watched it, really like pivoted how I felt about Doctor Who as a whole. Because when I was younger, my episodes of Doctor Who that I liked were the really serious, really gritty, really action, intense action, action, ones action, that make me cry. And then um, the, the sort of first time I was kind of old enough to be like, oh, I have some media literacy now, like proper media literacy now. Yeah. Um, I watched Boomtown and I was like, no, 
because in my mind it was a bad one because it was a silly one but it's fun it's fun and it's light-hearted and it made me think that you know as with all sci-fi it can be good it can be bad it can't be boring and yeah. i think that if there is one thing that boomtown is not it's boring yep yeah, that's i mean what more can i say yeah. other than it birthed the blonde lit joke and <laughs> it lives on it lives on yep and uh, also it's a light-hearted episode Dr. it, it is it's, it's a it's, it's a, a cool nice, where sets it, up the heart of the TARDIS. It has the yeah. whole thing about her wanting a second chance. Where it comes in the season as well does feel like a very like well-deserved break. It's a, it's a breath of fresh air in this season, which it, is a thing that I don't like when people say it. But. It also does a lot with it being the third from the end to dictate where the Doctor is in terms of his morality at this point after the war. Yeah, and as well, like his whole his Coward whole journey. Or killer. Exactly. That's that's part of the. His whole journey um, has been very dark, very grim mm-hmm. up until this point. Obviously, we know the finale again because of the high stakes. It's very dark, very grim. So it's just like a nice little pit stop, you know, to to see him having fun with his friends. I agree. I agree with you wholeheartedly on that one. Number six. Uh, my number six. six yeah. Yeah. My number six is Rose. My number six is Bad Wolf. I see, we're we're getting to the point where like, you know. Um, yeah, Rose, I think it's an excellent start. I think it's 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 like a really strong episode. Yeah. I just think there's certain things that just I think there's certain things with effects in this episode that just haven't aged Absolutely. super super well. Pizza, per per pizza. Like there's some bits there are some bits in this episode that I think are a little bit tonally inconsistent. In Rose. Yeah, like, should yeah. I be silly with the doctor in the fake plastic hand? Or should I be like, oh my god, London and the the, the Ortons are everywhere. Like, what 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 is going on? How should I feel about this? And I don't yeah. think it does too good a job of balancing that. But I still think it's it's good with the characters that are involved and setting those up, I think, is where its strong suit is. See, Rose is the, the episode that I have lower down in this ranking yeah. that I uh, would push mm-hmm. higher up if I didn't think the others were all so tight. Um, and... I think I could push the empty child up if I was like really gunning for it. Part of my my reason as well, sort of for having Rose, I guess, where it is in response to that, is just that mm-hmm. like it's the first episode. Yeah. You have limits to what you can do in the first episode. That's true, because you've also got to be introducing things and exactly. making sure that the viewer is not confused by anything exactly. because you want them to come back next week for this yep. thing. What is your number five? My number five is the empty child. Okay. And I am I am going to say my piece or forever hold it in on this one. I know that this is an episode and I didn't I genuinely did not consider this until the end of my ranking that this is my nostalgia episode. Oh, and I would like it to be known it's not ranked here for nostalgia. I love the horror movie vibe, the Halloween of it all. Yep. I love yep. the Michael Myers that uh, Jamie does. I love the characters. Um I just think it's very, very good. Like no, it is, and it, and it yeah. does a good job of making you feel bad. Like even though Jamie is a, I mean, I, I don't want to call him an antagonist because I guess if you really line them up in terms, he feels of, like an anti-villain. If you talk about like um, archetypes and stuff, I guess Jack would be the antagonist for being the downfall of mm-hmm. of what is going on. But, but this is this is another episode of Doctor Who I think with no clear cut heroes well, or villains. Antagonist does it's not mean bad guy. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just, not, you know. Um, but no, I, I, it, it's, it, it does do what it needs to do and it does it very, very, very well. Yeah. Um, also, uh, just part of the reason that I'm like Dr. Dance is, is so much lower down than this one. I just think that that drops all of the vibes from this that I like. Yeah. Like purely vibe, you know, music. How can I be scared when you keep playing Glenn Miller at me? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
the, gl- uh, the Glenn Miller of it all. My number five is Father's Day. Tell me why. Ain't nothing but a heartbreak. Sorry, I've never seen Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I hate you. That's a joke and also a lie. <laughs> two I've, in one. I've seen Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's a two for baby. Hey. Um, Father's Day because it, we're getting so close to the top of the list now and I'm like, it just cause... Yeah, it because feels the like rest now it's I enjoy like, it's more. Because I like it. Uh, it uh, it's the only reason it's not number one is because Rose says "daddy." <laughs> See, for a lot of people, that would that's, be the that's reason, the why, reason it why, why it's number one. one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, no, I think I, I I think this episode's great. I like that it kills the doctor and, and you know isolates everyone. Yeah. But this is simply one of those cases where I'm like, this episode is so brilliant. It's really cool seeing Sean Dingwall come in and be Pete and and he, and he knocks it out of oh, the park. Oh, he's, he's very very good. He's he's great in that performance. Good enough to want him back for, f- what, four episodes? Next, yeah, oh, well, five. Th- three? Three. Total? No, five. He's He comes back two parters. Yeah, which would be four, but I'm pretty sure he's not an army of ghosts. Pretty sure he doesn't come in to Pete's, from Pete's world till yep. Doomsday. Sorry, three. yep, that's on me. Um, yeah, that's fine. Uh- <laughs> oh, wait, no, 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 I'm right, because uh, the, the, other, the other one... Uh, yeah, but that is that is my number five. I just think that the rest that I'm about to say is better, and I think we have some similar episodes that haven't been said. I three of which I we haven't said. We have. what's, <laughs> what's number four, Tyrese? Unquiet Dead, Parting of the Ways. Oh wow, wow, wow! Mm. That's low. Mm-hmm. That's lower than I thought it would be. Yep. Okay. See, my thing is, I kind of would knock Parting of the Ways down for from where it is on my list for the shooty shooty bang bang bang. Yeah. This is once you've seen a shooty bang bang once you've seen all the shooty bang bangs you That's can true. see. I agree, but not the shooty gatlers. Um, I just prefer single parters. I I I, no, I can get behind you on that. Like that, yeah. You know, again, no reason why this episode is well, any worse than the others. That's why I was asking you if we were doing stories because stories would be a different list. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think completely. Um, yeah, Unquiet Dead for me. I don't think that this episode is anything wrong. I love that it's the first time we travel in time and it's fucking fantastic. The pacing's great. The the the, the Gelf might be where it falls down for me because whilst I'm like, this is a cool episode, I'm like, the Gelf is kind of a, an okay villain, a bit of a nothing for me. But I'm fine with that, with it being so no, early in the series. I'm fine with that. My my thing... But that I'm is what like is taking CG. it down for me. Yeah, okay. But you haven't said it yet, so it's clearly higher up on your list. It is. Uh, what is your number three? Unquiet Dead. why do i speak for basically every reason that you have just said you know it's a it's a good time travel story it's a good dr rose relationship story i like gwyneth i like charles Mm -hmm. dickens um i think the setting is uh, really good and you know like i say well even when i had that revelation when we were watching it and recording at the time it's a christmas carol it is yes yeah i just you know, this is definitely an episode that I always knew that I enjoyed, but after after this discussion, after this series, after us doing the podcast, I'm putting it a lot higher. Yeah, like I, you I, know, I also stick by. I also stick by that thing I said at the beginning, like episode three of us recording this, um, when we were talking about Unquiet Dead, about the first three episodes of this season being like their own little trilogy to explain yeah. the premise. Those three episodes, if you watch them in tandem, are much stronger than yeah, or at least the first two are much stronger. Because Unquiet, Unquiet Dead, Dead is just, just a banger. Yeah, Unquiet Dead is yeah. fucking, it's a tank of an episode. <laughs> um, yeah, my number my number three, yours is Unquiet Dead. Mine's mm-hmm. Dalek. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. Oh. Um, I, 
I mean, there's there's not really th- anything I can be like. It's it's this law on the list because cause it's not law. It's number three. Yeah, we're in the top three. What, literally the best would, of the best. Why would anyone complain about this? Yeah, really. Um, That's, it's a ranking that you would get a yeah. medal for. So. Uh, Adam, what's your number two? <laughs> okay, Adam's in it. Fuck that guy. So, so <laughs> he is my. Um... Oh, I, I just want to okay. before we before we do go on. Okay. A perfect introduction of the Dalek as a concept, though. Anyway, yes, num- no, absolutely. Anyway, your number two. So here's the thing: my number one and my number two are tied on here in that they have the same amount of points and i know I, what they are i think if i can narrow down you, what you probably do said. um i am going to put my number two as father's day okay 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 yeah no i i, I get it I, like i wish i could put it that high on my list there's it's fucking this season is a, a bitch to to do i think some seasons have like three or four episodes that i'm like eh. yeah no, this one is solid. And this one's just it's fucking... It's really, really solid. Other than the long game, this one is lard, baby. Mm-hmm. It's a phone so book. So what do you got? Number two. My number two is Parting of the Ways. Okay. Uh, which is very, very interchangeable. Different. Very different. Uh, reason being, now I get that the same thing as you. The, you know, once you've seen the shooty shooty, you've seen the shooty shooty, but not you haven't seen the shooty gatwa. Mm. So... That what what I think with this for me is one love you Linda miss you mm. um, babe. yeah uh live long and prosper and all that then I also love every performance in this episode is mm. phenomenal yeah you've got Rose going back home that's fucking tragic yeah you then get the talk about Pete and you know that was me I saw you saw me there. Then you go back and you've got Super Rose. Then Eccleston knocks it out of the park with his fucking regeneration scene. Before all that, there is the the hologram scene as well. The music's banging. It's all up there for me. I fucking love it. I fucking I fucking love it. All right. Th- that is why this is number two for me. Mm-hmm. And so you know my number one. And you should know mine. Yours is Dalek. Mine is Dalek. Mine is. Yours is quite dead. Wrong. No. Is it? When did you, you say that? I said it at number four. Oh my god, what's the number what's your number one? Have you not been listening to me? Yes, I have. I thought you were my friend. What is it? What's the number one? It's the Doctor Dances. Yeah, it's the Doctor Dances. <laughs> <laughs> like you knew the whole yeah, time. That's what I was say. Uh yeah. Uh so why is Dalek your number one? I feel like it's very e- I mean it's not that I'm like, oh my god, Dalek's your number one? What yeah. the fuck? Like, okay. If, imagine if you put the long game at number one as a meme, I would have fucking Just as a joke. flipped. Yeah. Um, no, okay, I'll tell you why. Because this is part of the reason why um, one and two are so tied for me. Is mm-hmm. that of all of the episodes this season, Dalek is the ultimate Doctor episode. That's correct. Of all of the episodes this season, Rose, sorry, uh, Father's Day is the ultimate Rose episode. Yeah. And I think the two of them are just doing their absolute strongest performances um you know in these episodes yeah i think that like you know i have very little negative to say this whole top three even i'm quite dead i have very little negative to say about any of them oh my top 12 the only (laughs) (laughs) the only thing the only thing that puts dalek ahead of father's day for me is rewatchability that is just because um i think that father's day asks more of you emotionally yes to get invested in all these people in the extras and yeah and like i mean i would like to to clarify as well it's not it's not because it's a fucking dalek episode 
Like it, it's not because yeah. of the Daleks. It's not because of anything like that. It just happens to to be there. But like I say, I think these are the two strongest showcases of yeah. the Doctor and Rose. I think as well, if you asked me this again in a week or it a month, could you could get change. a fucking different list from me. Yeah. Um, mine's a Doctor Dances. I like the optimism. I think that this, if I was to show someone Doctor Who and for them to be like, I want to know what this show is about. Here you go. See, it's, I feel the same about Dalek. I'm like, no, I, I, I yeah, a hundred percent. But the Dalek, I'm like, the, the, you know, a lot of people die and stuff. Whereas I'm like, this is, whilst this isn't always the outcome, this is always the goal to save as many as you can. There is a, you know, I mean, ten says at one, not not eleven says at one point, like, you know, you don't get involved in other people's affairs or planets unless there's a crying unless child. there's children crying. Yeah, like that that kind of thing. Amy that says that. Yeah, this very much. Yeah, but she, he agrees to it. Shut the fuck up. I know. I knew it as well. I knew you would say that. Fucking, um, actually me in every fucking episode of this show. I'm sick of doing it already. Carry on. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the the Doctor dances. I like the the optimistic ending. I like the the Nana Jeans stuff. Yeah. That all goes straight to the top for me. Uh, I think the music in this is good. I think it's got the creep factor. Doctor Who doesn't always succeed, but tries to. Mm. Uh, I think that Rose is very on point in this episode. Uh, yeah. trying to trying to humanize the Doctor a bit more. It's a good part where we see the doctor being not a completely closed off shell because he's starting to come out of his shell a bit more towards the end of the season i like jack as an addition i like that is this is where his arc goes a little bit from you know coward to to a bit a bit more brave when he's on the uh yeah on the rocket and stuff i just think all around it's a, it's a episode. episode but there, do you know how many of these i would love to all tie at number one? Oh yeah most of them like uh, like most of these episodes, I would be like, and these six are tied for number one, and oh, just yeah, list half the season. They are basically all bangers in season one. Yeah, we got a good strong. I think eight. You've got no. You've got no. Um, no disappointments in season one of Doctor Who. Uh, we've covered quite a lot in this one hour forty minutes. Ah! Uh, we've done a good amount of. Uh, we've done the Death Counts. We've done White Eccleston left. We've done. Uh, the fucks the we've done, we've done the fucks we've done our rankings uh now i didn't tell you we were going to do this oh god now we're going to rank our own episodes oh, i'm god. kidding we're not doing that but oh my god i got really scared for a second they're all shit <laughs> they're all they're all shit i'm glad that worked uh you will see us week after next we're not we're not going to be doing this next week yeah we we'll take a little rewind break good take a little little break we're not stopping cuz uh, why would we? <laughs> this is our favourite show. Why would we do that? Um, we're just going to take a week off to recuperate and then come back at you the week after with the Christmas Invasion uh, and every subsequent week after that is going to be season two. Back in on season two, baby. Uh, with Tennant and Billy Piper. Uh, Elizabeth Sladen makes an appearance. I'm excited to I'm very, very get excited. to that. Um, Cybermen make their first appearance in the revival. Mm-hmm. Lots to look forward to. Yeah. Uh, let us know if you enjoyed the season. What would you? Well, How would you rank all of these if you yeah. were a human? Hit us, hit us with just your Just hit us, just, <laughs> <laughs> just hit us. Throw a tire iron at my face. Um, I'll do it. Yeah, let us, let us know your rankings of season one of Doctor Who. But don't let us know your rankings of season one of Doctor Who Rewind. I don't think no, I can take uh, that kind you, of criticism right now. I'm if fragile. If you do just say they are all dog shit, then I'll go, that's fair. Yeah, um, I'll cry a little. But I'll I'll st- I won't say like oh like, that's not fair. I'll be the, like, I was in them and then I'll cry. The production value is very good, but just the con- <laughs> just the content is dog shit. <laughs> Talk less. <laughs> anyway, we'll see you in two weeks. See you in two weeks. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.